and welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. And look, it's taken a while to to do this podcast. Part of that is uh, me being on the road. Look, honestly, part of it was a lack of enthusiasm for talking about that debacle of a game versus uh, Brisbane. So, look, why don't why don't we put it off a bit more and um, indulge in the, the spirit of the the club's social media for this week and uh, not try to pretend that. It didn't happen, and talk about our, our two debutants this week instead. Sounds perfectly fine to me. Um, I, I don't think the match right review will take that much time anyway. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. Yeah, indeed. Um, but we can talk about that in a sec. Yeah. So, look, I, the, the I think the bow one's the interesting one. The, 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 the other yeah. one is is, is you know, we've been expecting it for weeks. So what what was your first reaction? Oh, well, Banks, Banks, it's worth noting that I don't think anyone's been uh, emergency as much as he has, like stretching out over almost 12 months uh, before finally getting a game. So I'm really happy he got a game. But, yeah, he was, uh, he was a mid-second round uh, draft pick. So sort of, you know, the, he was always meant to get here. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Bauer is the the more interesting one. He's uh, he's a COVID baby. He's uh, eighteen. Uh, his last year of juniors was twenty twenty. Um, doesn't get drafted uh, despite being a member of the Swans Academy. Twenty twenty one, still with the Swans Academy. COVID interrupted year, doesn't play very well. Um, so yeah, look, he's you know honestly, there's there's dozens of footballers like him uh, in that situation. Heads over to South Australia um, for for North Adelaide. Um, uh, starts off as a as a defender, um, gets moved. Uh, to the forward line, and look, he wasn't—he wasn't even in the seniors for North Adelaide straight away. He had a couple of reserves games at the start of the year. Um, gets moves to the forward line, and he kicks sixteen goals in in six games. Shows off clean hands, good athleticism, and suddenly he's a mid-season draft pick. Like it's it—it it was a pretty meteoric uh, rise for for someone who. You know, played junior football at the the Inner West uh, Magpies, which you know we'd um, scoff a little bit at, at, at. You know, Sydney club without a great deal of uh, pedigree, but um, they gave us at least Sharon last AFLW season as well. So you know, not going too badly. And look, even. Uh, even a week ago, we did our contract show and we're like, oh, he was playing really well in the middle of the year, has hit a flat spot the last month, and he just dominated the the VFL uh, last week against an extremely good VFL 
team both in defence and then swung to attack and almost single-handedly won the game. So, yeah, it's a pretty good story. Yeah, look, I mean, it was sort of, you could see his reaction in the video, whereas um, uh, Banks sort of reacted that, like a second-year kid who was uh, captain of his junior team and a relatively high draft pick. Was, he was respectably excited, but it was sort of uh, an there was just something about Bauer that was just that that extra that you you could hear it in his voice and, and both the videos, it is you know it, it's a reminder of how much football means to these people individually. Like they don't care that the team's fifteenth. They've just they've just sort of had almost the accumulate sort of the beginning of their their life's dream and especially in Bauer's case, a life's dream that he, he for a long time thought he would wouldn't achieve. So it was sort of well he might have. I'm sure he never gave up hope, but you know it wouldn't have been unreasonable for him to to doubt whether he'd ever make it. And now suddenly he's going to be running out on the MCG at, at night in a prime time game. Like you know, some people fans might be feeling a bit blasé about the game, but God, it's just going to mean everything to him. But Nick, to that point um, about his me- mediocre mid-season form, uh, like. Let's just pick from round eight in the VFL. He had 12 possessions, no goals, 13 possessions, one goal, two possessions in round 12, which I presume he was injured. And round 13, he had 13 possessions. And then, and that's why we were uncertain. Because uh, mm. yep. then last week he exploded with 24 touches and three goals. And, you know, he, he had three goals at the start of the season twice, but he hasn't been, that was by far an outlier in terms of, both backline productivity and goal scoring. So, you know, good on him. He, his timing was good and he's got his chance and you never know yeah. how he's going to, he only needs to show one quarter of that to, to stay in the team. Well, maybe not one quarter, but you know what I mean? Um, you know, yeah. he's he's competing with Ben Miller for a, for a, a spot in the seniors. That's, you know, that's, that's an achievable benchmark. Well, actually, as it turn, turns out, he's competing, competing with Samson Ryan for a, for a spot in the team, which I think was a surprise for all of us. Um, uh, or, or, or is it because there's a bit going on there? Like the last week's structure was so weird, but we were yeah. using Ben Ben Miller as the down the line kick option a lot. So, um, like, I I honestly don't know. It was so hard in the 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 the, the, the wreckage of last week to to know what what we were attempting. But um, yeah, there was an awful. It seemed like we were trying to target Miller, and I presume mm. we're going to play him in the forward line, um, despite throwing him back and forward in the VFL. And so, yeah, I mean, either way, whoever he's competing with, it, it, neither of them. Yeah, uh, I, I think. I think it's. I think it's as a as a forward, like the. I think yeah, so do I. So the, the defenders are um, uh, one one group of the team. Uh, despite the odd fumble, who I thought could, as a group, hold their head pretty high after last week. Yeah, and he's not a second rock option. So w- whatever it is, he's replacing the um, the the he's replacing the second rock that we've been playing as a marking option. So look, there's an opportunity mm. there, but um, and and he's taken his chance. He, he had he's had superb timing. So sometimes in life, that's really important. Mm. Worth noting as well, he's he's look he he's um far from chiselled, but he's put on six kilos since he got to the club too. 
No, he passes the buff die test. Um, he looks big. Um, so you, you, you're <laughs> sorry. He's not going to look that big next to AFL key defenders. Um, no, but no one does. But um, no, that's fair. But he looks AFL size playing in the VFL. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, Sam we, Banks. Yeah, uh, who's who's you know just a, a classic um, height for a for an outside midfielder, uh, 187 centimeters. Um, look, he's um, you know his backstory's got a got a fair bit of um, play this week. You know, he's from he's not even from it where he's from in Tassie is not even a a town. It's sort of it's a collection of farmhouses with less than sixty people, which somehow produced Royce Hart in the sixties and um uh Sandbanks in the uh in the last uh couple of years. Um the uh I'd uh his junior club was uh, Woodsdale, where his dad played 500 games, <laughs> which, you know, it's uh, Central Midlands League, something like that. But, yeah, it's, it's proper country footy. Um, yeah, but it's both a testament to how good and durable his father was and probably that there wasn't too much pressure coming up from the <laughs> the twos. No, not so much. Um People from Tassie haven't heard of Woodsdale. <laughs> uh, well, Northern Tassie, anyway. Um, so he's he's he he was a prospect, though. He he captained uh, Tassie's uh, junior team every year uh, from under twelves through under eighteens. Look, uh, unfortunately, he was. Uh, when he was sixteen, he he got the medal for best player at the at the Division Two National Championships, um, but then had his worst uh, season uh, in his eighteenth year, where you know he missed two thirds of the season with a wrist injury, which probably pretty hurt his draft stock, and he yeah couldn't go to draft camp and do any testing there. We you know he probably. Could have done pretty well. But yeah, he's come. To, he's come to Richmond, and he was pretty good last year, and he's been better uh, this year. And yeah, I think the the problems the problems been there's not really been an obvious position for him. But with Jaden Short's unfortunate injury, um, probably a bit of a desire to shake up the team. Yeah. He's got to go, and yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing him uh, make a fist of it. Yeah, so am I. Like, I would have been happy for him to to come in sooner, but better late than never. And his last week wasn't so good, but it was a funny old game last week in the VFL. Maybe we'll talk about it. But it was, a funny, it was a funny old game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's just been consistently producing. He looks. Like um, an AFL level defender out on the field, like he looks a level above. Um, he doesn't get, he doesn't kick out, so or not that I've noticed. And so his, his stats are, are pretty pure. Um, and he get he gets on the scoreboard too. Um, you know, he scored before last week. He'd scored in the previous four games, despite not uh, scored goals in the previous four games, despite not uh, 
being a, a regular forward in any of them. Um, yeah, he's mm. it's exciting. Looking forward to it. The rest of the team tries to get him the ball. It it's it was the yeah. same playing for Tassie. It was like that, and stepping up to the Richmond VFL, it's the it's the same thing. Like the guys guys will try and feed him the ball. He's he's that good a kick. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll tell you a funny theory about you know he was captain of his team and you know and Tassie. Uh, it's not surprising because he was you know obviously a standout player. But um, uh, he's got a lovely deep voice, and uh, a friend of the podcast who I won't name says that uh, juniors who have who have a nice commanding voice always get talked about as future captains, um, and, he, <laughs> and instantly having that been that few octaves deeper um, uh, gives you authority and leadership uh, um, credibility. So we'll see, but uh, he definitely gets talked about in those terms. But you know, at the end of the day. Um, Captains are always top five players on their team, uh, so uh, w- w- I think it's a bit early to say he'll be captain. Um, but uh, he's definitely got he's he's good. He'll be good on the mic if he does get the job. <laughs> oh yes, and 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 he's earned it. He's he's just played really consistently good good for the so yeah yeah good on him. Um. Look, it, it was it was a funny old VFL game, the fantastic win uh, for for the team beating beating Brisbane by a point uh, up in Queensland. Brisbane went into that um, game. Uh, I think they're, they're either top of the I think they're second actually uh, on the ladder. Um, extremely hard to beat, and and yeah, we all the the stats under the hood are, are pretty even uh, as well. Sort of weird, weird low possession games. So sort of despite winning, none of our guys had a had a ton of football. But yeah, gee, they played well. No, I was excited. well. A Brisbane player got forty possessions, so it was a weird low possession game for one team. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was really exciting and good on like such a hard game and. I'm sure it makes sense from a football manager perspective, but this is one of the things where they can't like coaches make all the decisions. Playing the VFL at 10 o'clock on a Friday, like a lot of Richmond supporters would have liked to have watched that game on the Saturday. Um, and, you know, I, I know it's off Broadway or something, but there's a decent lack of people who like who, who like watching VFL games and they're the kind of people that, um, you know, the kind of people who buy all the extra memberships and or habitually sign up. Like, you know, it's, it annoyed me slightly. It was a, the game was so far off Broadway, particularly after Soldo absolutely dominated the taps um, and kicked a goal. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, sadly I wasn't able to watch the game, and we can't even watch replay. But um, yeah, good on them. Seems like a really special win. Very difficult to very difficult to pull it off in those circumstances. Yeah, I mean it was without going too much into it, but yeah, the, it was a funny like the uh, we had. Quite a bit less disposals, but uh, inside fifties were almost even. So yeah, it, it, so, yeah, funny, funny game for us. But yeah, look, we got a lot out of it. I feel like you mentioned Jacob Bauer, Tom Brown played well again. James Trezise, um played well in defence. Tyler Tyler Somsey was better. You mentioned Soldo, um, dominating in the ruck. Um, 
really tackled like a madman, um, which was apparently enough to to reward him with a, a return to the to the seniors. And yeah, Kalen Brecky was pretty good uh, as well uh, as a as a target. So you look in in terms of things we'd want out of a out of a VFL game. It was it was most of the boxes ticked. Yeah, no, absolutely. Box tick for me, especially after watching the game the week before, we desperately need Swansea to come on. Um, so I would love that to happen. Um, but And he was good. But um, So a box tick for me is any time Swansea gets over 25 touches and didn't happen this week. But, yeah, it was a great game. And um, yeah. really, like the, the video of... Um, the video of the celebration afterwards uh, was heartwarming. Mm. Yeah, no, look, Sonzi uh, was good. He 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 cracked in. There was a there was a fair bit of cheap, uncontested stuff that the Lions were doing. But yeah, out when we got the footy, we were we were pretty hard and direct. Yeah, it was good to see. Um, Look, uh, finishing on uh, the VFL, the um, the VFLW season, regular season finished, um, and uh, our sort of loose uh, VFLW affiliate, um, Port Melbourne, is is playing uh, uh, this weekend um, in a one v two qualifying final. So yeah, good on them. Sorry, the mute button got stuck. Yeah, good on them. Um, good luck to them on the weekend. Hmm. They've had uh, Charlie Ryan, who was our um, uh, draft pick uh, from last year, who we picked knowing she needed a knee reconstruction. And she's um, made her come back to, to footy the last two weeks and, and gone okay. So, yeah, good on them. Hmm. All right, we should talk about the Brisbane game. Um, if we must, I must admit this is um, Grumpy Dimmer is is my is my favourite uh, Richmond coach press conference now by far because uh, uh, Minnie wasn't nearly as entertaining as um, as Grumpy Dinner w- would have been. Refused to individualise his criticism pretty much in the press conference afterwards, mm. um, which you know it didn't didn't surprise me. That he didn't individualise. No, not. Not, you know, read the read the hips, not the lips. Um, uh, on who he dropped. Yeah, I well, don't. Who the, who the who the selection committee dropped? Yeah, well, that's what they. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't like the way we select. I don't want to be negative about it, but I think there's a premium, too big a premium being put on um, guys with premiership medals. But I thought if. Grumpy Dimmer reminded me of him talking about Sonsi to that game. To me, just watching the game, we were flogged so badly in the midfield that the whole the rest of the team was playing on a tilted pitch. Um, and it was not surprising the defenders had the best stats. Like if you looked at the AFL mm. ratings, our best rated player was Bolter. And I thought most of them had stood up pretty well. But like when you quadrupled in the center square clearances and doubled in the round the ground clearances and... Yeah, 
like I, I was just in Grumpy Steve when he was talking about the midfield the other day when they got lost. Like, I like, mm. and, like it's fine. He doesn't individualize. I'm not, not criticizing Mini for not individualizing, but um, yeah, I I didn't actually think it was the guys who got dropped were disappointing, but I think it was the I think it started in the midfield. I thought Nanks struggled with Big O, even though the stats didn't really show it. I thought he was really Big O was dominating him a bit and getting Nank really had to struggle to get his hand on the ball. He's just so smart and hardworking. He can get his hand on the ball when he shouldn't, but like I thought Big O was getting the quality taps. I thought the midfield, like I think you got a few angry tweets of mine mid early in the second quarter when there was consecutive center square taps. And one of them, one of them, um, Tim Taranto gathered a ball and, just he had Hopper standing free behind him, and he just instead just blind kicked into a Brisbane player. And another one, Nank actually won a good four tap, and there wasn't anyone within five meters of it. So it was just almost it was almost like they at times like they introduced each other to the at the start of the game. There was so little synergy in the midfield. So I'm not I'm not don't know. There's no individual player I'm pointing out there. Um, Cochin, like he did last year in the Brisbane final, looks he he, he just. But he really struggles with that midfield. He, he's just that's just yeah, it's he's towards the end and that was a really tough game from him and you could see it. Um but yeah, I just thought all the midfield struggled so badly. You know, the forwards weren't great, obviously, that's self evident. But um, you know, if I was gonna if you're going to do a simple analysis, that was mine. And Lord knows I'm not watching the tape to um to 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 do it to go through it more, but you know, if you if you also doing my thirty second summary, which I think I've already gone um, thirty seconds, uh, well over thirty seconds, is um, we lost in the midfield, and but no one else was great either. But probably the defenders, if anyone no. was the best players. Well, look, Bolton Bolton had a career high in disposals, which is never a good thing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, very um, mixed feelings. But you know, well, it, not a good thing yeah. for the team. But maybe yeah. uh, I think. Yeah, it is colours lowered, unfortunately. Um, it was an awful flashback uh, to start the game as we finished the, the final against Brisbane last year. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, and to, they... Sorry, go. To, oh, to compound the misery. Oh, when when Short limped off with a, with a hamstring... Um, yeah. Like, oh, Short, Short never gets injured. And yeah, sure, I looked it up. Shorts uh, not had a, uh, a single uh, soft tissue injury that I could find uh, in his uh, <laughs> career at Richmond. Like, oh my God, could this could this year could our injury luck this year be any more snake bit? Yeah, no, nah. know. it's like you know, two two of the sort of we, fun we, sorry, go. we may be using snake bites in our injury treatment. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, you know, two of the things that if you sort of follow the advanced stacks community is that both uh, close games and injuries are uh, fairly random between teams. You get runs, but it's really hard to prove over time that any teams are better than others at it. Um, but yeah, it, it does feel like it, Richmond is deliberately challenging our um, at some of our statistical. Um, our statistical beliefs. It's like it's like being in a casino when black comes up fifteen times in a row. Now that is perfectly possible because each act is independent. Yeah, but yeah. You, you know you can't. It it, it it challenges your beliefs if 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 you if you believe in these things. Anything else about the game you wanted to say? I had my rant. 
Look, it's interesting both Judson Clark and Jack Ross got dropped despite winning a fair bit of football. Um, I won't look, I think one almost inevitably one of them uh, will be the, the the sub and probably Judson because he's I think he's clearly been our most effective um sub on the season to the extent that that's an achievement. Um but yeah, I think maybe that was a co- a comment on on forward pressure. Um, so... I said to you before the game, I didn't like the forward line stretch. I thought that that forward line stretch pressure um, would struggle to put on pressure. It's just the way they put they selected it, and so now they've dropped everyone, um, which to me seems a little bit shooting something that they're partly responsible for. Sorry, I'm quite bitter about it. I, I was I was annoyed that Ross got dropped and, and Judson. I, I didn't like that. So I'm, I'm maybe being a little bit... I've only just found out, obviously, so I'm probably overreacting to it a bit. But yeah, and I've given up on the two-ruck, the two-second-ruck strate- strategy, um, as we discussed earlier with Bauer. So yeah, that, that, that made a whole host of changes. But yeah, before the game, it sort of, I don't know, it never looked like a forward line that was going to get much pressure. Um, and they've they've changed everything, so we'll see how it goes against the Swans. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Uh, look, the yeah. um, we should we should mention. You know, I thought uh, Broad and Bossy just just kept trying um, all all night. I don't know. It it didn't didn't. Uh, was it was effort the problem? Just just felt like we were fumbly and second to the ball. And, yeah. we, we were fumbly. I did wonder, like excuse time. I, I did wonder whether we struggled a bit with the dew. Brisbane is quite dewy at that time at, at night because um, we were we did seem to just, just fumble the ball a lot. And there is, of course, that it seems to happen every time we get flogged. Um, that uh, this remember that the uh, we had really bad cards oh, through. And- through the team. I know. Look, the um and AFL wide teams have really struggled off the bye, but yeah, I don't know. Look, I, I, I will I say like... I, I feel I feel like this is implied and regular listeners know we we think about it. We we we'd all agree on this point, but it is important just for the record that if you take the worst loss of any season and it's a terrible the week after everything looks terrible, but you've got to look at the averages and this is only one data point. So if we come out and get absolutely blown off the park again, then I'll be um I'll react more, but uh it's still it still is just one game. Yeah, and look the it it has been sort of turning to the swans. It um that we opened six and a half point favourites and it's only nudged into five and a half um, when it feels like we were never going to win another game ever again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trade everyone, season play season the season. kids. Yeah. <laughs> Fire the coach, buy their families. Yeah, well, in fairness, the coach isn't under contract at the end of the year, so, you know. Um, no. <laughs> We are um, in, we are in such we are in such before we talk about the swans we are in such silly season uh, territory um, uh, on the on the coaching search and the uh, you know there's been two pure clickbait articles 
uh, this week, uh, speculating speculating names. And look, the um, you know, wake wake me up when there's actual reporting. But it it feels like um, there's going to be nothing solid until uh, they're actually interviewing prospective candidates, and they, they don't seem in a particular hurry to to start doing so. Although, yeah. although would they announce it if you're interviewing other opposition coaches during the season? No, that, it tends to get leaked. Um, that that yeah. information, like it's you know, uh, clubs always complain about the leaking of information, like, like real leaks, not mm. not the fake leaks that you're talking about. Um, yeah, cl- clubs always complain about the, the this information, but you know they're also completely untransparent with this information, and it's everyone in the football industry knows this kind of thing. Who's getting interviews for these kind of jobs? It's a pretty small incestuous place, and coaches have managers, and it is it is in uh, coach. Uh, if you're a manager in, of an assistant coach, it's in the, your incentive. If they get an interview, it's in your incentive to make that known, to make them know that that they are a high profile candidate and they're they're in the frame for these jobs. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. So that you even, uh, um, even if you don't get this one, you sort of the the buzz from being a candidate totally. can hopefully use, use for the next one. And the yeah. double um, double t- double tedium for us is we also dealing with the CEO. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, I, w- I watched Brendan Gale's interview tonight where he danced around a whole range of topics, including the coaching search. But he was he was emphatic that they weren't at the at the interview stage. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, I I completely believe him when he says that. Um, I just think mm. we'll find out who we're interviewing from um, well placed leaks. Mm. Yeah. When, when when there's actually something to leak on at the moment, as you, I just need to quit pointing out that I completely agree with your point about clickbait articles. All right, next Sydney. Sydney, um, I have to admit, of uh, I just I have almost no recollection of the gather round game that we had against them. Oh, I do. I've, I've purged it from my memory quite effectively. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I feel like I I, I could I could look. It's one word as Papley, so you know. Sorry oh, to bring no. back. Yeah. Irritating. Anyway, what are you thinking now about them? Look, they've they've had such a such a weird uh, uh, season. Um, you know, they were coming off a a grand final that nobody expected, and when you saw how they played, um. Perhaps, perhaps you can include them on that list. Um, they've won the same number of games as us, albeit with a with a much better percentage. Although that's heavily juiced by a completely non non competitive game against West Coast. You know, they're, they're sort of the transitioning. You know, clearly, buddies. Um, even more so on the way out. Um, uh, although he's in the in the team this week, uh, but you know the, um, you know you could you could genuinely ask, um, on on very recent form whether, um, uh, Joel Lamarty um, is there, um, is likely to be a uh, as productive as as. 
buddies um, on current form, but look, uh, you know, could be his last game at the MCG, uh, which, you know, is, is a moment. Um, I feel like the Rucks pretty even with with Tom, Tom Hinkie, Hickey, who, you know, the Swans having rashly traded away Nank, um, the Swans ended up having to to get him and he's he's sort of your classic multi club um journeyman who's who's pretty good without being a a world world beater. Um someone people may not be familiar with, Angus uh Sheldrick, who's a who's a sort of chunky chunky young midfielder. He's been very good uh the last couple of weeks. Um Nick Blakey's, um, you know, former former junior Wallabies, uh, top ten in the AFL in bounces, assists, um, and would be handy if there was any call for line out. So yeah, he's he's pretty good. Um, yeah, Packley. Oh, but he he's only he's only really beaten us once, but oh, I'm I'm worried about him. Yeah, but um, he played by far his, well, I think pretty much his best game of the season against us. So you know, mm, yes. um, uh, yeah, you know, like the, the, the rest of year has not been nearly so impressive. He's averaging half a goal a game. He's, he's got yeah. twenty, he's got twenty five goals. Um, uh, so yeah, Nick, guess who's the best rated Swan on the AFL ratings? And you're not going to be happy. Ted Warner? He's good. It's good that he's He's out. It's good that he's out. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Um, Um, you know, I would have, I would have guessed one of the one of the academy. uh, Yes, Warm Mills, Golden Heaney, Golden. Twenty-one years old. Yeah, yeah. You can make you can make a good argument, you know, for their best five five players are academy kids. Um, and well, yeah, look, it, it, it's a it's a tribute to get to their player development staff that they're getting such raw prospects and turning them into elite elite players. But yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, Rory Bottom, Blakely. Warner, Golden, they're all killing it. They're all under twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, they're they're transitioning to the next team, but you know, making making a pretty good fist fist of it, much to my annoyance. Yeah, I mean, it's very hard when you're. I mean, Parker's obviously the sort of the veteran mid, but um, it's very yeah, hard it's to be it. um to be good and so young. So that's pretty painful. They're going to be good for a while. Um, doesn't mean they're going to beat us this week, though. No, look, they've got. Yeah, that uh, Logan McDonald uh, aside, their their key position, yeah, their key position um, depth is is shaky. But yeah, got the well, depending on what you count Blakey as, but yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's a midfield. Um, do you feel um a goal goal favourites uh, optimistic? 
Oh, headsets. No, heart says no. Headsets. I can kind of understand it if you look at the rest of the form of their season, but like no Richmond fan who watched last week can can forget that it's, it's burned into our minds. So, but that's not rational. That's one game. Um, happens yeah. again, then it's highly rational. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we burned down Punt Road. <laughs> indeed. Um, we're just. Uh, We'll react like we'll react like an English yeah. cricket cricket supporter. Um, uh, all right, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and you're going, which yeah. is exciting with your your son's first yeah, game of the season. So it'll be good. Yeah, I'm I'm happy about that. Some new faces. Yeah, new 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 games always uh, an opportunity. I'm Nick. I'm Andy. We're Richmond Target Talk.